0: Yeah, up. Let me do my dance, and this bitch gon' be face closed. Made a hundred bands off a brick. Made a hundred bands off a brick. Perfect, yo. send my girl to church with some drugs. Told her to pay my taxes, damn. Do you want take me to my favorite show? Oh, hi, I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 72. I'm going to do something different this week. I'm going to do this podcast today, Tuesday, and then I'm going to do another podcast on Thursday, or Friday, because there's too many things. I want to make an hour-long episode, and I even have a stopwatch thing going. So I want to do an hour episode. I don't want to do an hour and a half or two hours like I've been doing. There's always too much to cover. You know why? Because we live in clown world, and that's just how it is now imagine if if i was so boring that i would i would be doing this podcast and i would be talking about the impeachment but that's not what i talk about because that's that's irrelevant that's not even news the media seems to think that that is news but it's not news it's not newsworthy uh so let's let's get going i i have in my notes a bunch of things in a bunch of different um categories I'm not going to get to them all. I'll save some for Friday. But last week, I went to New York City for two days. And uh, I went because I'm meeting with or I'm talking with a conservative outlet that is just online based. There's a paywall. And I'm going to move my show there, hopefully. And I'm going to change the name of the podcast. So you, 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 you know, you're used to the Sadcast thing. It's not going to be that anymore. It's going to be a better name, better branding. And uh, so I went to New York just for two days. I co-hosted a thing uh, that should be up this week, and I'll let you guys know. And uh, that's it. That's why I went to New York. New York's not my favorite place, by the way. I get it. I get why people like it, but I can't wrap my head around everyone living on top of each other. And then, and then you know they're, they're New Yorkers. They just gotta, you know, this is New York, huh? You can keep it. You can keep it. I don't like it. I don't like. And I don't like L.A. either. I live in L.A. but. But you know you gotta you gotta move you gotta live in shitty places I guess to get things going and then you can move wherever you want and then you can move to Montana which is what I'm gonna do. So uh, before I recorded my set, my show the the show I was guest hosting on I got to sit in on Milo's show. Milo is on Free Speech TV and. Uh, I goofed him a little. I haven't seen Milo in like a year or so. I goofed him. I brought a Ben Shapiro book. I put it on his set. He didn't like that. He didn't think it was funny. I thought he was going to think it was funny. I thought he was going to rip it up. He didn't do that, which is a shame. And uh, but he did notice it. And and you know what, Milo, you're not listening to this. I love you, but you got to get goofed on. People are too precious with you and you're not a precious guy. You can handle it. You can handle it. But he had a furry on as a guest. And they look exactly like you'd think underneath the costume. And uh, I even tweeted that. That's verbatim. I tweeted that. And the furry found me because someone tagged him. And uh, I don't care. I don't care what a furry thinks. Like, I don't care if I offend a furry. It doesn't matter. They don't have souls. And we all know it. We all know that they don't have souls. But um, And he's a conservative furry. What are you conserving, Mr. Furry? Like what values? What traditional values are you? Do you hold near and dear to your heart? Because I, I can't wrap my head around that either. But he was probably—I think he was 26 years old. He was probably 120 pounds, if that. No testosterone in his body. There's just none. No testosterone levels, um, and he's seeping soy. So I—it's beyond me how he could even be a conservative, or like Trump, or anything like that. So. He was like that. He had long hair. It was greasy long hair. Long fingernails, dirt under his fingernails, and really bad stubby blackish brownish teeth. And he's a furry. And I like when when you ask a furry, is this like a sex thing? Do you guys have sex in the costumes? For those of you that know, that don't know furries, they like he likes to they they he called himself a doggo. They call I they have a whole subculture. And uh, they 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 swear they don't have sex. It's not a sex thing, but it is. And a lot of them turn out to be pedophiles. So I guess this guy's a conservative because he's not a pedophile. I don't know. May, you know, maybe he might turn out to be one, but it's it's not a sex thing. And I equate it to a virus, uh, and not a cancer of society. It's a virus because it's a small segment of the population. It's a really small segment of the population and uh it can only exist in a degenerative society that's in decay it that's because it didn't exist before the, the 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 where we are right now it didn't exist it just didn't exist we had weird segments of the population before like in the free love movement there was the hippies and and then the black panthers and all that but that's because that's uh, that's because of many things but but this is what happens when you have the Internet. This is what happens when you preach no bullying, when you preach no judgment, when you preach all these sort of things where, yeah, you're supposed to. You're supposed to bully people like that because then they get stronger and then they build Microsoft. No one's going to build Microsoft or Apple anymore because no one's bullying them, and they're all just going to become furries, and they're all going to become these precious little weird uh kind of people who who belong to subcultures and they have the, the 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 subculture is like a security blanket and they can retreat to those little enclaves of the internet and never really grow because it's these people who kind of perpetuate this almost childlike ad, ad, mindset of adolescence that they they'll never break out of they'll never grow out of and uh yeah so it's just bizarre that this guy was a conservative. He had two furries on his show, but this one one was over Skype and one was in person. I've never seen a furry in person. And it it that's exactly what how I imagined they would be. Exactly. Underneath. So I was literally in New York for two days. That's enough time. You don't need to be in New York longer than that. And uh on my flight back, we sat next to this lady. And I know that's not a really good segue, but That's all I can really tell you about that trip because it's top secret. It's top secret. And you know what? Not everything is for sharing. So on the way back, I sat next to, uh, we sat next to this lady who, she brought two of everything. So she brought two Mr. Good bars, a chocolate bar. She brought two bags of the exact same potato chips. She brought uh, two same drinks. And then she brought this little tub of Legos. And and I, I actually don't even think it was the real Lego. I think it was a knockoff Lego thing. And it wasn't a specific it wasn't like building a fire truck Lego. She it was just it was just Lego pieces. And then this, this this is a almost six hour flight. So what she was doing was she was it was like a puzzle she invented. Every little specific piece she she put the blocks on top of each other and made little towers of the exact same pieces. And, uh, and I mean, I don't know why it took her so long. That probably could have taken me a good 20 minutes, but she was taking her damn time with it. And then, uh, and then at the end of the flight, she, she dismantled it, but then she put it each block, she put it, uh, in order basically. So her puzzle was just to put all the same pieces together and then keep those pieces together, put them back in the, in the case. I, I don't understand it. I, I, I just don't understand that whole thing. And I, I especially don't understand why it took her almost six hours to do it. And every, every five minutes or so, I was, I was kind of looking over and, um, and it was bizarre to me in the beginning, but then I just felt like, uh, that makes sense. And I want to do that next time I fly in an airplane. So I'm going to be buying a whole thing of Legos and I'm going to make autistic little blocks and buildings. And put all the same pieces together. But that lady was for sure autistic or just weird. Or she's a pill addict and she wasn't always crazy or autistic or retarded. But the pills made her become that way because she didn't look any different. You know how sometimes Down syndrome people, they all have big foreheads (laughs) and then they look the same. And, uh, but no, she looked like a normal lady, but she, something was off, but, but the Lego th- situation makes sense to me. And I'm going to do that from now on. And don't judge me. I know, I know I told you that judging is good, but it's good for like, uh, uh, furries and people like that. It's not good. Don't, don't judge people with, with slight autism. I'm going to become a Lego guy on the airplane. I'm sorry. If you have to sit next to me and, and, and observe that it's going to make sense to you. That's just going to end up making sense to you. So you'll be fine. Another thing I, I on that flight I watched the Magic Pill, which is the opposite version of the Game Changers, which everyone is talking about in, in L.A. And I know they're gonna even they're gonna mention it before be, before they even uh, have to. I just see it in their eyes, and it happened again today in the gym. Some guys like, so what's going on in your world? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you want? What do you want to talk about? And then, uh, and then I go. Oh, actually, the Game Changers—that's a bullshit documentary. And then he was like, "I just watched it last night. I was going to talk about it right now." And I'm like, "I know because everyone's talking about it because everyone's a, a NPC, a non-playable character, and uh, they just—it's—it's it's like if Game of Thrones was just on TV. Like, I know you're going to talk about it. So uh, I watched The Magic Pill, which is the opposite of The Game Changers, and that—that that, it's also on Netflix, which you should watch. And it came out two years ago, and it shows uh, people who have high insulin or who who need to spend a thousand dollars a month on insulin, and it it shows people with diabetes and obesity and uh, and autism. There's a girl with autism, um, or a couple people with autism in it, and it totally the the ketogenic diet, high high meat intake diet, uh, totally changed all of their lives. The person with diabetes just didn't have to pay a thousand dollars a month for insulin anymore because she didn't need insulin anymore. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's so simple. You guys, if you're fat and, or if you're lethargic, if you're skinny fat, if you feel like you have no energy, stop eating grains, stop eating things we weren't eating, uh, pre 40,000 years ago, because we, when humans became humans, we were uh, 200,000 generations. Of humans. That's two and a half million years of just eating animals and animal fat. And then, yes, they sometimes gathered. They sometimes gathered berries and things like that. But that was the last resort. The first thing that we needed and wanted was meat. Our brains need massive amounts of saturated fat. That's how we, our brains evolved. We need animal fat. The more animal fat you take in, the more animal the meat you take in, uh, the... You, you know, you, you, uh, the less fat you're going to be. It's always the opposite like that. It's really weird. I'm no dietitian. I'm no doctor. Go look it up, but eat what we were eating 40,000, uh, pre 40,000 years ago and you'll be fine. And yes, I'm not a purist. Like I'll have carrot cake sometimes. I like carrot cake. Cause I'm a 40, no, I'm a 80 year old man. And I, and I like that. So I I'll, I'll have that once in a while. But for the, most, for the most part, you just got to change your whole diet and not stop being fat. Stop buying into the fad diets. Stop buying into kale. Kale's bullshit. It's an ornament for deli cases. That's all it is. It's not other than that. It's bullshit. Don't eat kale. And uh, just eat animal stuff like eggs and meat. But good meat like grass fed meat and organ meat like like uh, what's that thing called liver. It's disgusting, but it's medicine. It's really good, but yeah, you know, keep telling me to watch Game Changers and and keep telling me about your high grain vegan diet because that's very um, good. Oh, another thing I learned because uh, Joe Rogan made a whole podcast uh, three days ago or so with some guy named Chris Kressler or Chris Keller or something like that, and it was a three hour podcast where they're debunking the Game Changers. And uh, one of the things I didn't know was that James Cameron produced the Game Changers, and James Cameron also invested $140 million into a pea protein company. So you can see why people are pushing these sort of things. Besides the fact that they want us to be passive and, and lethargic and a little bit fat, and they don't want us to have testosterone in our bodies, especially if we're men, they don't want us to, to take charge in certain things. They don't want us to pay attention. They want to keep us highly entertained. They want us to watch all the superhero movies. They want us to behave like children because if we actually behaved to our full potential as men, uh, they wouldn't be able to push us around. Especially because, yes, social media is shit, but it depends how you use it. The good thing about social media is we can keep our eye on uh, the mainstream media, we can keep an eye on what they're trying to how they're trying to subvert everything and how they're trying to control everything and how they're trying to get us to go to war with Iran or Syria or any of these uh, countries, which, by the way, if we had social media to the extent that we do now, if we had it in uh, during the Afghanistan and Iraq war phases of of this country, I don't think those wars would have happened because they could fool Congress or they could bribe uh, uh, Congress. We didn't even need congressional congressional uh, support to go to war. We just went. But they can fool all of them. They could. They can fool the media, and they can use the media as their um, PR and get us into war that way. But they can't. Uh, they can't convince all of us. A lot of people on social media are are really really good detectives, and they keep those sort of things in check. So so yes, social media's shit. For the most part, but but there are good things, and it's the fact that they can't fool us like they used to. So don't let them fool you with how they want us to eat. Don't let them fool you with uh, with being constantly entertained. Because, what kind of life is that? Have you ever been bored? like really bored because you know it they cured that. they cured boredom. We're constantly entertained. But we know in the back of our minds that that is wrong. We know in the back of our minds that that's just not how we should be living. So, yeah, you want to be entertained, you want, to, but you want to learn, watch the magic pill, and then you'll see how they're trying to kill us all. And they're trying to, and we're, I mean, look, it's funny how there's this, the, the Cancer Society or the Diabetes Society, and it's like, we need to find a cure for diabetes. You know what the cure is? Stop eating grains. Work out. Eat a lot of meat, good meat, and uh, that's it. That's it. That's how you cure it. Get good fats in you. You know what you don't do? Don't get low fat. Anything don't look, don't get low fat dairy, low fat cheese. Don't get low fat milk. You need all that fat. That's some good stuff. So, uh, speaking of what's wrecking uh, our societies, drugs. That's a good topic, right? I found this video. It's very troublesome. There is a new drug wreaking havoc in our neighborhoods, and it's called. Well, you know what? I'll let this guy talk. It's only it's only a minute long. It's called Flocka, but I'll let this guy talk. He's very emphatic. He's very uh, informed. And um, you got to take this seriously because this shit's getting crazy. So let's... And I seen the first time I ever had to deal with any type of people on drugs, it was my wife and her boyfriend. So, you know, naturally, uh, I came home from work and I started hearing some moaning from my bedroom. And I had to go figure it out what, what was going on. So I went in there and I said, boom, boom, bam. I shot up in that door like that and the door flung open. And I seen, guess what I saw? I saw them with a double-sided dildo with their ass smashed together. I said, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. This motherfuckers look like cat dog. So I say, what the hell going on up in here? She, he going to turn around and say, what? And she going to say, meow. I said, oh, hell, something some got to be wrong. And that's the first time I ever came into contact with what these drugs doing to, to, to the community. It, it, it's, it's just sad. It's just sad. It's just getting ridiculous. You uh you guys caught that? The drugs the dr- it's a big dr- I I can't even add to that. That that clip is just so perfect. I can't add to it. If anything, go back a minute in this podcast and re-listen to it because it's perfect. I'm not going to add anything. I can't add any jokes to it. But uh drugs are wreaking havoc. I think that it's uh it's important that we keep our eyes on this sort of thing. And uh yeah. So so you know, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. They were fucking like cat dog. And uh, I thought that that was a beautiful visual. And I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that guy, whoever that guy was. His I don't know his name. But, you know, yeah. You know what another drug is? Another drug is vaping. Now, I found this uh Bloomberg posted this. Not the guy running for president who's going to lose, but the media outlet he owns. It's a pretty long video. I'm just going to watch like the first 30, se- 30 seconds or a minute of it. But um, the the headline is, I missed so many important milestones in my life because of vaping. These teens open up about how vaping almost cut their lives short. Now they're calling on the industry to make sure it doesn't happen again. You know what I hate? By the way, I'm going I'm to – I'll put the video in a second. But you know what I hate? Every time there's like a new thing like this, the the – the media kind of goes hand in hand with the government they want to ban it right away first of all i i think that we should we should let people make mistakes and we should let people get in in trouble and figure out how to solve their own issues also this thing about protecting idiots like who get it who get addicted to vaping and addicted to smoking or addicted to drugs i think that we should kind of let them phase themselves out it's kind of like how liberals are just not having kids anymore and i'm gonna get to that in a little bit but it's every week that new articles like this come out where they they say uh we shouldn't make babies because of global warming now the funny thing is is that uh, conservatives will say well there you go they're gonna they're gonna phase themselves out they're gonna become irrelevant They're because they're not having kids but they are in control of our borders and they're letting people pour in so that's I guess a little different than this, but we need to we do need to let these people make their own mistakes and, and phase them out because also the the strong ones who get themselves in trug- trouble uh, and overcome certain things like that like overcome drugs and overcome alcohol uh, they end up becoming beasts like they 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 overcame something that's like a hardship in their lives and then they can uh, they can be productive people in society but this thing where we need the government to protect people from that that's why the war on drugs is a failure. And it creates cartels, and then it creates... That's also a, a um, contributor to the border problem and all that. I'm for legalizing all the drugs. I'm not for marketing them and selling them in stores. I think it should be controlled like uh, prescription drugs are, which also is a huge problem. But, you know, I know it's not such a conservative take. I hate drugs. I think it's it's horrible. But it's... it the The, the war on drugs is just decimating, decimating us. And we have, like, two and a half million people in prison. But whatever. Let's hear the vaping people. Let's hear the vaping people. These are, these are geniuses. Let my car keys, my backpack, and my jewel. If you weren't doing it, you were a freak. I seemed cooler, more mature, because I did it. Wait, one second. You're not cool if you vape. Uh, vaping doesn't aesthetically look cool. You know what looks cool? Smoking. Look at any old movie... Or, um, I feel like there was a movie this year. Yeah, probably, probably, I think they were smoking a lot in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There there have been some movies this year where people were smoking. It looks cool. It's aesthetically very cool. James Dean smoked, and he was awesome. He died, though. Not from smoking, from a car crash. But he was cool. Smoking is cool. Look at photography with people smoking. So, look, it is cool. Don't do it, but it is cool. Vaping, on the other hand, is not cool. You're sucking a robot dick. That's, that's what you're doing. You're putting a robot dick in your mouth. And then you go, oh, I ran out of battery. I got to recharge my cigarette. And then you plug it into the wall. That's not cool. You don't have to do that with cigarettes or cigars. You have to do that with vaping. So um, you're not cool. Sorry, kids. You're not cool if you vape. It never was cool. an epidemic of lung disease, over 2,000 people across the U.S. are killed, and blah, blah, blah. Many of those impacted started during vaping as teenagers. We spoke to a few of them. So I started vaping and juuling when I was 14. I was a freshman in high school. All my friends were doing it. It was on social media everywhere, basically. Well, I was probably 13 or 14 years old, and I remember seeing this and being like, oh, my God. I don't like that they all look like Billie Eilish normalized to it my like, friend she was like sucking on what like i thought was a usb and she was like oh it's like flavored water vapor it's like so good you have to try this you have to try this and she pulls it out and that was the first time i've ever seen a jewel before We knew it was- you see it makes you gay that kid pro- probably just wasn't gay but it made him gay i'm pretty sure vaping makes you gay a form of smoking more and more kids started doing it and then it was just like widely accepted at that point someone from my first period and then someone in my second, third, every single period just started popping up with jewels. Nobody knew what it was. Not one person knew what it was. Parenting alert this morning. The, the FDA warning about vaping in the news. Teen vaping epidemic. Vaping throughout the night. Everything quickly became not enough. I... Everything quickly became not enough. Yeah, that's called addiction. There's a better word for that. It's just, just say I was addicted. That's all you need to say. You don't need to say everything never became enough. That's just um not an efficient way of, of articulating your your thoughts. You dumb it makes you dumb I guess. I guess vaping also makes you dumb because you're not breathing in oxygen, you're breathing in uh vape and it just makes you stupid. There I I solved it. Also this thing with local news just um they all have the same package. They all have to report on the same thing and they their their script is all the same. And it's just really funny. They they blow everything out of proportion. I don't even think vaping is that big of a problem. I just think you look stupid. And also, people are smoking fewer cigarettes. Cigarettes is way more dangerous. You're f- people are smoking fewer cigarettes. I mean, fewer people are smoking cigarettes than, than uh, because of vaping. It's called moderation, guys. I mean, we're always going to be addicted to something. But, um... It's not cool. It's just it's just not cool. Alright, I thought that was gonna be more interesting. I'm gonna just stop this. Fuck it. Move on. We're gonna move on. We'll do it live. Um, I have ethought news for you guys. So on Twitter, where I get most of my information, I saw a tweet that got a hundred and forty two thousand likes, twelve thousand retweets. And once a week, I'll see just a fucking idiot like this get so much attention because not only does she have a hot take, but she has an interesting take, and she's very smart. And and then you can reply and say, "Yas, girl, yas, queen," because you don't really need to, you know, push back, and you need you don't need to add to it. All you need to do is yes, you go, girl. So, um, her hot take was. Was, I take birth control so I can have sex, but it makes me more depressed. So I take antidepressants, and they kill my sex drive, and then I can't have sex, and then. She finished it with, and then. There was no tweet after that. It wasn't like it cut off because she ran out of characters, and then it was, and then, you know, I don't know what to do with myself, guys. I don't know what to do. But she, um, basically, she's retarded. I guess a, a, a side effect of birth control also is it just, you're fucking stupid and you make hot takes like that and then and then there's 141,000.9 other uh 141.9 thousand other retards like you that are like oh my god i've never heard this take before she's a genius we got we got to like it and we got to retweet this let me reread that again i take birth control so i can have sex well that's pretty much why most people do but okay but it makes me more depressed yeah, because you're fucking up your whole ecosystem in your body. Look, I don't know how women's bodies work. I don't know what the labia is or um, the tubes are or the dinoflagellates. I think those are actually little sea creatures that light up the ocean when the moonlight comes out or something. I don't know if that's part of the woman's body either or nucleus um, or the did I say the tubes yet? or the what what's their uh what's the thing that looks like a okay you know what i don't know how women's bodies work i do know that birth control wreaks havoc on it i do know that it it totally makes their decision making on who they mate with it it's totally lopsided where i've heard studies where women who get off birth control after they get married just totally hate their husbands because because you're you're blocking your your receptors your your you're basically killing your instincts so yes it's also going to kill your 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 your, what's your feelings you're going to be depressed because it's a war going on in your body i'm pretty sure it's killing your eggs i i do not know how women women work i just don't understand they sex ed failed me in school because we didn't have it And, uh, I think in sex ed in school, I think they just, uh, put a condom on a banana and that's it. And then I thought, I thought my, I thought I had a banana and I didn't have a banana. I have a male organ, but condom on a banana, that's, that's learning. And, um, but then, yeah, so then you're going to go on antidepressant. It's kind of like, um, the way doctors operate nowadays is they give you pills and for something that they could just tell you, hey, eat beef liver, and then, uh, then it causes another problem. So then they give you a pill for that other problem, and then, they, and then before you know it, you're on thirty different pills. How about don't take birth control? How about stop having sex with a lot of dudes, and make and if you do have sex with a guy, put a condom on. Or if you're if you're in a relationship, you could be like, hey, we've been dating for a year. Um, if if I get pregnant, we're having a baby, and you're going to marry me. And that's it. And if he says no, then you dodge the bullet and move on. But stop sleeping around. You're not a man. Stop letting us have sex with you so easily. I, I mean, I said that last week. I keep saying that, but it's just too easy. It's it's so easy, it's almost parody. You're not acting like a woman. Act like a woman. Do it. So uh, she she got a lot of attention for that, for her really hot take. Really smart take, too. And then I, uh, I replied with, oh, uh, well, let me see my likes. Yeah, nowhere near 142,000 likes. But I wrote back, this is a direct result for, of critical theorists embedding themselves in American universities in the 1930s. They basically pop- popularized and created uh, feminism. Men created feminism. Look it up. A man, his I think he was French, a critical theorist invented feminism. Because he was like, how do we trick women into having sex with us without getting married? And he said, you know what? I thought about this for a while. And he's talking to himself the whole time. He said, I thought about this for a while. I'm going to tell them that it's empowering to have sex with everyone. So, uh, And then I go on saying, destroying, dissecting foundational, natural, and objective truths to the point of meaninglessness. So, when you start taking nature, it's like, again, how we eat. When you take nature out of the equation, which is always the simplest answer, it's going to a supermarket. The simplest answer of what is healthy and what is not is what did we eat pre-40,000 years ago. That's it. You don't need to buy kale chips because it's bullshit. You don't need to buy a bunch of different kind of nuts or granola or cereal or sugar or muffins or salad. Salad's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. And uh, you'll realize, oh shit, 99% of everything in a supermarket is bad and bullshit. And it's a waste of money. So the same thing with, with our how we act as men and women. Is toxic masculinity a thing? Or is it a form of propaganda? Have men always been conquerors and rulers and creators? Yes. There is no such thing as toxic masculinity. Have there always been assholes? Yes. So you don't need to say toxic masculinity. There just has always been assholes. And you know who beats up assholes? Strong men. And that's it. So when you destroy or dissect to the point of meaninglessness, foundational, natural, and objective truths, uh that's what critical theorists do. That's what they do. They they contemplate, and theorize and uh, philosophize about things that are just objectively true and natural. So this the way you start thinking like this crazy lady who's probably going to be be alone forever and she's rewiring her body to the point of retardedness is you embrace progressivism, you embrace the free love movement, you embrace feminism and you destabilize marriage and religion and then you have this and then this becomes normal it's sad that traditional values or anything with traditionalism has become so out of the ordinary to the point where it is becoming punk rock if you if you're part of it i mean i feel so i feel like such a revolutionaryist revolutionist revolutionaryist uh it when when i um when i'm talking to people in los angeles because everyone is just so backwards here they embrace degeneracy and they bra- they embrace everything that has caused our problems since the 1960s since it was be- since it became really popular in the 1960s and um, and then and then nothing matters when nothing matters, like destroying marriage and religion and all that when nothing matters uh, then everyone's kind of like this lady. Let me just read her tweet one more time and then I'll move on. I take birth control so I can have sex, but it makes me more depressed so I take antidepressants and they kill my sex drive and then I can't have sex and then. That is uh not only is that one of the most popular tweets of the past week, but this is um this is really a deep thinker here. And you know, good for her. Good for her, good for her, and good for all the people who... That's E-Thought News of the Week, by the way. That is, that's is—that's where we are right now. Where people like her get the Yas girl and Yas queen bullshit. I mean, we're living in um It's just so backwards. Whenever you see anything like that, just, just say, Oh, the correct answer, oh, it's backwards. The opposite of that is what I should do. It's going to be so easy to be a parent. First of all, I'm not going to give them iPads. I'm not going to give them iPhones. I'm not going to give them TV or anything like that. They're going to get coloring books and Legos and become autistic with the Legos and an airplane rides. But I'm going to uh, just do the opposite. You don't need books. You don't need parent, parental books or anything like that. You, there's no experts. By the way, people who, who, who say they're experts on parenting, they probably don't have kids. And they probably shame people for having kids. Like, oh, you have kids? Well, I have a, I'm have a dog mom. And I'm not having kids because global warming something, and I didn't I didn't need to look at that any deeper. There's just global warming, so I'm not gonna have kids. Um, but you don't need experts. The, the the look, I'm the expert. I'm the expert right now. What you need to do is do the opposite of what they say. Like, uh, let me go to fuck children for a second. I have a whole I have I have a whole category in my notes that just says fuck children. And uh <laughs> let me go uh where is this? Where 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 am I? Well, we we kinda oh here, this is where I wanted to go. The talk, which is a, a show on CBS, which Sharon Osborne and a bunch of other uh crazy stupid women who are so out of touch because they've been famous for fifty years, they they um they tweeted Children as young as six are to be given compulsory self-touching lessons that will teach them about touching or stimulating their own genitals. genitals. What do you think? Are you fucking Like, do you really need a segment like this on your show? And do we need these experts? Because this is coming from experts. All this stuff is coming from experts. Do we need experts telling us that? And, and, and by the way, they're, 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 uh, this is what public schooling has become. You're teaching children as young as six, and I showed you a video last week where you see the people in the classroom talking about this, but, but it's become so mainstream, and this is why uh, Twitter and and capitulating to the fringe left is very detrimental to society. I always say this. You think that it's a small segment of the population. You think that it's not a big deal because only 7.5% of Americans are on Twitter and of those seven and a half percent, like very few of them are really crazy. But that's not the case, you guys. That is not the case because it then goes into a mainstream talk show on CBS and it becomes part of that and then it goes into it. it, it goes into um the school system. So, yes, it's a small segment of the population, but you should be paying attention to this, and you should be paying attention to people pushing back on it because these people are these people are abusing your children by talking to them about this stuff. Kids shouldn't know about self-touching lessons. They shouldn't know about touching or stimulating their own gender. What do I think? I think you're fucking crazy, and I think that you're paying attention to the fringe left for no reason. Most people don't want this. Most people don't want our country turning into this. To a, a progressive hellhole where we are paying attention to the crazy people who are, you know, teaching our children about this. You know, when when I was in high school, again, when I was in high school and we had sex ed where they just tol- showed us the banana and put a condom on it and that's it. And they didn't really go into anything further. Um, We would have... We would have been shocked at that if they were talking to us about masturbating. And we were in high school figuring it out about that already. We were already kind of figuring out about that. We don't need you to teach us that. It's kind of like teaching someone how to eat. (laughs) Like when when there's a baby, you put the bottle or you give them the boobie. And they know what to do. And uh, just don't ruin childhood for them by talking to them about sex. They'll figure it out eventually. You're not going to... You're not doing them any favors by teaching them about masturbation. The talk on CBS. Go fuck yourself, all of you. You're all crazy. Also, uh, have there was another article I saw that said having, and this is from The Economist. This is from just three days ago. Every week they're recycling the same bullshit, which kind of makes me feel like I'm repeating myself over and over. But whatever, I don't care. Because this is what they're what this is what's becoming popular in mainstream having children lowers women's lifetime earnings an outcome known as the child penalty. yes, because what you should be doing is being a spinster your whole life and not having kids and ruining your window of opportunity to have kids you have twenty years maybe stop buying into the bullshit of freezing your eggs and And doing that when you're 50, I think we have a rise in autism, not because of because of shots or vaccinations, but because you're having kids way later. You shouldn't be doing that. And um, I don't even need to read this article, but the fact of the matter is that The Economist, which I guess thinks this is relevant or helpful, um, is pushing out things like this and so is the Huffington Post, so is Vox, so is BuzzFeed, so so is the Cosmopolitan, so so are all these other outlets, so is Vice. They're all they're all trying to convince you not to have sex or uh, have babies, I mean. They want you to have sex. They want you to have all the sex, but they don't want you to have babies. Because uh they want you to have again, like I was saying before, meaningless meaningless lives and they um they create this propaganda that's not based in reality. Again, it's telling you to go against your natural instincts. And telling you to go towards more your hedonistic ones. Which is just have sex, just sleep around, you'll be happy, go get a job as a woman. And, uh, you know, you'll be fine with cats and your wine. Your girls' nights, too. And your girls' vacation bullshit. Where you go on shopping trips with your girlfriends. But then after that, then what? Then what do you do? So, also there's a myth where... You know how they they they're pushing like oh both both parents need to work and that they're, that's not even enough for food on the table and then everything's so expensive so then they're like we should give you free child health care or no child um kindergarten and pre-K which is again they just want their kid that your kids in the system way more early on because their brains are like sponges and they want to brainwash them. So this is a whole myth. If both parents are working you're going to be spending more on child care on um preschool stuff that first of all you don't need to send your kids to preschool they should stay at home as long as possible with the mom and then you're gonna have to buy another car and then you're gonna have to buy another set of clothing for work so by the time you you actually see how much money is left after the end of the year i think the average is two thousand dollars so it's not even worth it and then and then it destabilizes the family and then it takes away the, the 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 dynamic between the man and the woman and then there's just no connection with the family. There's no family dinners because there's most likely you'll get takeout and and uh you'll all be so dead by the end of the day that there's just no structure. So um things like this where it's encouraging you to not only not have kids but just live like a man, it's totally false. And it's it's they're not even selling you a fantasy. They're selling you they're selling you away to corporate America. I mean what woman really wants that? Because it's fucking war every day is war. Women don't like that. That's why they tend to go into more nurturing jobs like nursing and and teaching and and psychology and and things like that. But the 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 notion that they are into the STEM sort of jobs or CEO of a whole company, no, they don't want that. So they don't want to have children. I mean, they don't want to. They don't want to become meant, a shittier version of a man but the propaganda works and that's why they keep pushing it so i don't even need to bother opening that article it's just you, you get what they're going with but um forget about history forget about the future forget about family forget about meaning and life itself go get a job don't have kids get a cat and become a, a wine person And Netflix, and just fuck, just fuck, just fuck to not have kids, just just go have sex. Um, because it's all about earnings in the GDP. That's what it's about. Identity is 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 nothing. So you know, that's what's going to make you happy. Traditionalism is dead, but it will make a comeback because the propaganda will not work anymore. It's it's so funny how how uh the, the they're they're just losing power every day. The mainstream media is not as effective as it was, and again, like I was saying before, it's because of social media. I'm jumping around here from um topic to topic, and I'm gonna kind of save some for next week, but I want to get into some entertainment news. Uh, there's a vagina museum. That's a good segue, wasn't that? There's a vagina museum. I saw it in the New York Times. And uh, I always complain about art. Probably every podcast I've been complaining about art. There was a, I think I maybe mentioned this last week or I decided not to mention it, but there was another article I found that there's a, I forget which museum, but one of those big museums that is, that is saying for the next year we're only accepting women artists and, uh, or people who identify as women. So I guess what you end up getting is uh, the Vagina Museum in London. It's a first. So this is what the this is what the New York Times tweet is uh, says. The Vagina Museum in London is a first of its kind. More a public health project than a historical tour, it aims to be informative and dismantle taboos for everyone, including male, transgender, and intersex visitors. I don't know what the hell intersex is. I've gone as far as to know what transgender is. I don't know what intersex is, and I'm not gonna. I don't care to learn because it's all bullshit. But the vagina museum, I guess it would be it would be good for me to know because, like I was saying before, where I don't know how women's parts works, I just know you just put it inside and then you make a baby and then and then nine months later you're a dad. That's all I know. That's all I need to know. Other than that, um, the vagina museum, I like how I like when they say, uh, it's more of a public health project than a historic. I don't know what you mean by a historical tour. Like, the maybe I guess what they mean is, you know how you have that picture of the caveman and then no about the (laughs) what's it called um like prehistoric men and then and then they walk and then they're oh standing upright you know what is that called evolution i don't know is do they mean that there's like an evolution of the vagina like maybe it used to be a triangle and then it became more of a slit (laughs) i'm being very graphic but I mean, what do they mean by historical tour of the vagina? Are they talking about like pubic hair, how it's changed over time? Are they talking about what are they talking about? I don't know what they're talking about. when they mean historical tour. I do know that they mean what they mean by saying it's a public more of a public health project, I guess, than than an art history thing. Uh but if it's a public health project, why just why say it's a museum of art? This is not art. I'm looking at there's one picture it's of a tampon with 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 red glitter on the one side of it and then strings on the other side you're what are you trying to say that tampons have blood on them i mean like that's not that's not very interesting let me click on this i know that i can only see a certain amount of new york times articles a month because i don't subscribe because i'm not an idiot um okay so it's definitely not letting me scroll down I guess I'm not allowed to see this article. Let me see if I can do... Oh, hey, I I went around it. (laughs) Wait, did I? No, yeah, I did. Register to read. Well, you know what? I'm going to press reader view. Inside the winding alleyways of London's Camden Market, past walls of combat boots, money exchange, and bustling food vendors, a small white sign announces the presence of the complex's newest Tenant, the Vagina Museum. So this is probably like a pop up thing, and um, no one cares about it. But since it's about women's uh, feminism, I guess I guess it's, this is about feminism. Uh, the New York Times will write an article about it. If you're ever having problem with a business idea, just just make it about feminism and uh, make it as weird as possible, and then the New York Times will gladly write an article for you, which is free free publicity. On Saturday during its grand opening, by the way, grand opening, probably they got 30 people in there. They probably got 30 people in there. Uh, the humble brick space dedicated to understanding and appreciating the vagina. Vulva. Vulva is another one. Uh, and gyneco- gyne- logical, gyne- uh, gynecological, I can't read the anatomy, was packed mostly with women but from all generations. Yes, because it's not about art anymore it's just about activism that's what it's about so uh i heard visitors exchange quote confessions like i don't know what a period was and i didn't know what a period was until i had one well yeah i mean kind of like i was saying don't teach kids about masturbation they'll figure it out um and i used to think that all volvos look the same who cares what are you who are you fighting here i mean Who's against vaginas other than gay dudes? Um, I mean, even even transgenders tr- chop off their dicks and try to get one. Like, no one's against vaginas other than gay dudes. But gay dudes know that they can only be gay and born from a vagina. So n- literally no one's against vaginas. I guess other than Muslims who gener- uh, mute female mutilation, they do that. Um, topics of discussion that are often reduced to hushed tones in public space. I love when they use the word spaces in public spaces. If they are brought up at all, we're thrown around with ease and in we're thrown around with ease and enthusiasm. Okay. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Cassidy George of the New York times. It's almost like there's an embargo in society around having very open, frank, honest, and educational conversations about vaginas. Who's talking about vagina? Who needs to talk about vaginas? I I mean, I don't. I mean, I guess I I, like even when a dude has sex with a girl and he's talking to his his bros the next day. We don't really talk about the vagina. Like, yeah, bro. How is his how's her vagina? Like what shape? What did it have? Was it did it? When did was it also? We don't do that. We talk about the girl's personality. I'm kidding. We don't do that either. Um, yeah, I mean, who's having conversations about vagi- Are there dinner parties where people are talking about vaginas? Like, women don't even talk about dicks. Like, unless it's abnormal, abnormally small. Someone in the Periscope says, what about Milo? I'm going to post this later. It's brief. I saw Milo on Friday. It's brief. So just... Um, Go watch, or go listen to this podcast, or rewatch the Periscope, and uh, it's it's gonna be up. It's on iTunes and Spotify. Milo Yiannopoulos. All right. Uh, who's is there? Dinner parties where people are having conversations about vaginas? Like I was saying before, no one talks about dicks unless it's abnormally small. I guess like we'll talk about a vagina if it's just really, really big. I, I've never experienced that. Because I'm a virgin, and I'm saving myself. Uh, the museum is the first of its kind, an answer of sorts to Iceland's f- uh, phallological museum. I guess a, I guess a mu- dick museum. Again, I don't think with nearly 300 penises and penile parts from local animals. The spe- Who wants to go to a penis museum? I mean, maybe a few people would, but I. I mean, again, it's so stupid. I like how that they're called. I mean I, when I think of museum I think of like art and and sculptures and and beauty I guess some people are you know think dicks and vaginas are beautiful I mean they're they're all weird right they're all weird looking let's just say that they're, let's just agree that they're all weird looking and uh and marvel that we all come out of those things but we don't need museums about them and they always they always they always say it's a public health initiative it's it's not about that those expecting to see ancient fertility sculptures medieval chastity belts or victorian era vibrators on display should know that the young crowd funded of course crowd funded venture includes no such artifacts because it's not really a museum it's 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 a bullshit art project that that I'm using that word very loosely it's not art um at the vagina museum, vis- visitors will discover informational posters and sculptures, a small shop with vaginally themed products. Oh, 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 guys, I figured it out. It's a sex shop. That's that's what it is. This is a sex shop. It's that they they're calling it a museum, but it's a sex shop. Got it. Makes sense now. Just go to Hustler or or whatever. That's the only one I know. You don't need to call it a museum and, and 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 convince people you're so intellectual and smart. Just just go to a sex shop. That's all. This this is redundant. You don't need this. You don't need New York Times. You don't need to write a whole article on this. If you want to write an article on this, go to the sex shop that's been there for fifty years and interview the guy who's very creepy, or the the dudes that hang out in there because they don't know about the internet. Um. Uh, Vaginally themed products and events calendars that include a dinner for Trans Day of Remembrance. <laughs> what? <laughs> and a dinner for Trans Day of Remembrance. Okay. It was much smaller than I antip- anticipated, which was disappointing. What did I tell you? Of course it was, because it's a pop-up sex shop. It's not a real museum. They're not teaching you anything. And then it says, I always lose my place. Oh, oh, oh. And then and then she says, oh, she's a technical recruiter at Amazon. She said, I wanted to see more vaginas. Okay, pro tip, Seren Mimet. Pro tip for you because you wanted to see more vaginas. There's something called Google.com. All you need to do is log online, go to Google.com. And type in vaginas. And and you don't need to go to a fake vagina museum. That's, you know. So, um, okay, then it goes on to trolling because, of course, there's trolling. Again, I, I'm not even trolling. I'm just telling you the truth. Despite outraging some trolls, the team says they haven't – they have been pleasantly surprised by the vagina museum's re- uh, reception. The biggest challenge is – are on the internet where their content is often censored for violating community guidelines. It's not a human problem as much as it is an issue with algorithms. All right. Boring done vagina museum, really interesting vagina museum. You guys should all go check it out. It's in London. So what I suggest is go, go to kayak.com. You type in your flight information, get the cheapest one, go fly out to London, go to the vagina museum because I guarantee you it won't be up for another week because it's stupid. But if you're interested, go go to the vaginas. Go to Google Vaginas. Go to the vagina museum. Go do go do it. Be a patron of the arts. It's not really art, but go do it. Um I'm gonna talk about one more thing before ending the podcast, because my time clock thing says I've been doing this for 55 minutes and I'm just going to do another podcast on Friday. So the last thing I want to talk about is um, the way you keep your country strong and pussies at bay. And the way you do that is, look, look at a country like Israel. They have mandatory draft. You hit 18, you have to join the IDF, I think minimum for a year or two years. And You put people through boot camp, like literal boot camp, and then they don't have time to become transgender uh, vagina curators for the arts. There's just no time for that. If you have a nationalistic country and you embed in everyone's brains the importance of keeping your country strong and knowing how it functions and knowing how each different aspect of government works then you'll have a strong country look South Korea is another country they have their own problems they're for some reason addicted to plastic surgery and uh their k-pop stars are are committing suicide at an alarming rate and it probably has to do with the deals that they make with the the record labels or it has to do with they all look the same and they can't differentiate themselves from each other so they're like I was popular for a week. What happened? And then they kill themselves and they get plastic surgery before they do to look different. But then they still look South Korean. But in South Korea, um, they have mandatory military service, which that's how you keep your country strong. I I Look, I'm 33. I'm kind of pretty much past the age of... I'm not prime. I'm not the prime candidate to join the military. But I think... That if we keep the globalists who run and the deep staters who run the government out of government, if if we kick them out of government and we only go into just wars like World War II and we don't go into Vietnam or the Iraq War or any bullshit like that and we're very conservative with how we go to war, I'm so for mandatory drafts. So in South Korea, uh, there was a thing in the new. The reason why I know that they have mandatory military service is because they uh, won't ex- exempt K-pop superstars from mandatory military service. I guarantee you those K-pop stars will come back and they'll be real men and they won't be so prissy. So I, I, it's just funny. And also, um, back around World War II, like even famous people were joining them. They had to join the military. I'm pretty sure Elvis was in the military, Frank Sinatra, all these people were in the military. So, I think that's a good idea. I think that we should kick the deep staters out of our government. We should keep uh we should kick the the globalists out of our government and only go to just wars and force everyone to join the military. I think it would be a lot better. It would be a lot better if we did that. It would be a lot stronger. And uh, that's just an idea. By the way, that's it. That's Sadcast episode 72. I will do Sadcast episode 73 on Friday because there's a lot of things I haven't gotten to. So that's it. This is an hour long. I hope it's better. I hope it flowed better than the previous episodes. And uh, let me know what you think. I love you. And here's a song Bye.